Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. Mm, We're back, Will. We're back, we're back, we're back. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have to say that like each podcast episode. Because we, we're thankful we're here. That it may be uh, burning outside in California. It may be, oh you know, gosh. crashing down all over different places, but we're still here. We are still managing. And so we, we pray that everyone who's listening is obviously... If you're listening, that means something is going good. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, we're back and we have another guest. And I think this is going to be a a really fun one. This is um, because I I have I'm very curious about this particular guest, too. So this is going to I'm going to try not to take over. Will I know (laughs) I know my tendencies quite all right, but I'm going to be I'm going to be on good behavior. But yeah, but before, as usual, and you know what? I had somebody actually reach out and say, oh my goodness, they loved the music tip that we gave with Vanessa Abrams, um, the Jaxta. They were like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, thank you for, you know, I need to see that and la la la. So I was like, see? So that was good. So your music tips, you you, you always win with them. So. Oh. I guess I'm providing a service uh, that's that's useful. So, you know, I, yeah. I I I dig around. That's that's the thing. I I'm looking for new things, and it's not just oh I got to find a music tip. No, I'm I'm like yeah. on a regular basis. I'm reading articles, finding, and plus I get stuff sent to my inbox all the time. So, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool to be able to be on top of stuff. Uh, but actually, this tip that I have today. Um, it's foreshadowing our next podcast, but, uh, Mm. we've already told you all about song trader and how you can post your music there. Uh, if you're trying to look for licensing opportunities and there's stuff coming up all the time on song trader, there's, there's like briefs and things coming up every day. Um, well, every week I should say. And, but Mm -hmm. for me, I I had been on song trader and I had, uh, I wanted to know actually if music supervisors are using song trader to, um, find music and, you know, how legit, you know what I'm saying? How legit is (laughs) it? Like, is it legit? Right. You know, and, but I I, I figured it was legit because I know everybody gets briefs. I mean, there's, there's briefs are just sent out. So it doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. platform you're on. You're going to see the same briefs on different platforms, but, um, I wanted to see, um, who was actually using Song Trader? If, if you know, if, if some supervisors that I knew were using, of course, I reached mm-hmm. out to my my buddy, uh, friend of the show, <laughs> Brian Vickers. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> and, need to bring uh, Brian back. Yeah, we really mm-hmm. do. Yeah, he's a, a yeah. music supervisor over at Disney, and um, yeah. and I asked him, you know, point blank, I was like, "Do you use Song Trader? And do you know people, music supervisors that use Song Trader?" And he said yes, and. Awesome. Uh, in fact, he his wife is on Song Trader, so that gives you an indication oh, that okay. people use it. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is a viable platform, and I just wanted to give that tip for you all because I recommend it out to a lot of people. I had some clients um, consultations, and I've uh, recommended it to them. And and you know, I've I've known people to get placements, 
but I just wanted to see how, you know, how frequent it is and, and what's the situation. So there you go. That's the update. Well, look at you. You just you just showed there were a lot of tips mixed in one. One, I mean, just the data, <laughs> the info of knowing that, yes, people look. But the fact you have these kinds of relationships where you can just mm-hmm. reach out to folk who are in power and who actually are the, the, the gate gatekeepers. owners or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. they're the gatekeepers. I'll say owners, gatekeepers. So that that's another thing, guys. We're always talking about these relationships and, you know, just because, no, you may not, he may not be able just to hook you up every minute, but being able to just answer that question nice and simple and upfront, that's really helpful. So. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go into um, Song Trader a little bit. We should probably do a, a podcast on that and just yeah. to talk about how you can use it more effectively because there's some strategies that you can do to actually get um, noticed a little bit more. So I'll, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll, we'll probably schedule a podcast to do that. Okay, okay. Good, awesome. Another really awesome tip. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. All right, so we have a guest this week. And this is funny. This is a guest that, so, you know, y'all, if y'all listen to us, y'all know that we are from Howard University, Will and I, you know, we're trying to sound all formal, HU. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we bring in our HU fam. And honestly, it's not because we're like, well, we just got to bring in HU fam. It's just... I mean, not to not to brag, but you know, HU fam just get, does good stuff. They just we're going to get a lot of haterade from Hampton and a bunch of <laughs> they other just HBCUs, do a lot of good but, stuff. You know, it's all family. It, it is. It is. So a lot of times when I'm like, you know, going through like, okay, you know, who we're going to pitch to be on the podcast. It's not like, like I said, I'm not looking for HU people, but it's like, oh yeah. And by the way, you know, they also exactly. went to, to HU. So. But this is, um, you know, you guys know when we bring in our guests, we let them tell our stories. But this this guest is an artist, um, an amazing vocalist. And I now am like going through all his stuff and I'm like, wow, and a brilliant soul like that. From what I'm seeing on the outside, I'm seeing a lot of just eclectic 
wonderful stuff. So I wanted to invite him on our show because I think, you know, we obviously have a lot of independent artists that listen. And I think that he's been in this industry for a while and from various angles. And that's, I think, really important to keep pushing the fact that doing one thing or just singing or just writing or whatever as an artist is really limiting. And there's many things that you can really, yeah, bring yourself into. And I think that he is doing that. And I think he may even have um, some, I've seen some posts, you know, some philosophies about today's industry and as an artist and, and what, how we have to maybe think and move a little differently. So without further ado, hello, Kenny Wesley. Welcome. Hey, Kenny. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> H.U. is in the his house. <laughs> in the his house. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. thank you so much. You, I, you know, I follow you. I, we've never physically met, but I feel like I like know. You know, obviously, you're H.U. fan, but the other artists that I've seen you perform with, I've seen you in your solo performances online. I'm, I've never been able to see you in person, so I appreciate you just responding to my call <laughs> by reaching out <laughs> to Beyond. So, if you could just share with our listeners who you are as an artist, how you would how you would describe yourself as an artist um, and as an entrepreneur, because you're more than that than an artist. And, you know, how, this sounds like a big question, but how you got even into this space of, of being a musician? So. Wow, that's such a big question. I but know. I, can, I think I can do it. I think I can okay. do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ah, we have faith. You're HU. Come on. We got to represent. Yeah, I'm, but anyway, I'm saying, yeah, no, you got I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I began my musical journey when I was still in diapers. Um, <laughs> I was I was singing and I could barely talk at the time, but I was singing at that at that age. I don't even know if I was one year old or what yet. But wow. uh, then maybe about six years later or so. Um, I started singing um, solos at different church events in the region where I'm from. I'm from a little town called Jacksonville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's um, on the on the coast near Wilmington and Myrtle Beach, that, that area. Nice. So um, about seven years old, one of my mentors asked my parents to... Uh, if I would, if they would consider putting me in piano lessons, they asked me if I was interested. I said, okay, why not? And, but mind you, it wasn't something that I was necessarily interested in, but I was just a very, um, go, not go getter, but very open-minded, free-spirited child. So when they Mm. presented me the idea, I said, okay. And I took to it like a fish to water. I excelled very quickly. And I started playing professionally at church and at weddings and things like that by the time I was maybe nine. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> nine. And, <laughs> and then uh, by middle school, I started in the band. I started on the trumpet and had braces at the time. So it was very uncomfortable and the band director decided to move me to the euphonium, which has a, a bigger mouthpiece, but it's the same fingering as the trumpet. Mm. Yep. So um, I played that all the way through 
high school and I was the drum major of the marching band my last two years of high school. Um, and I was like directing choirs at church and playing piano and directing community choirs. I was a very, very busy yeah. kid musically <laughs> during that time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually making pretty decent money. My first paying gig, I was um, probably maybe nine or ten. And when I started learning how to read hymns, that was when I started playing at church and just getting more comfortable playing mm-hmm. with people singing at the same time. Um, if you know of any, any child who's taking piano lessons, whenever people start singing along, they get very nervous and, it, and they lose <laughs> their timing. So yeah, I, worked, yeah, through, I yeah. worked through that. And then they would let me play the hymns for a few of the choirs at the church. And this one lady, Miss Queenie Hayes, she would give me $5 and candy after I played. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play for candy. Uh, yes. <laughs> But the good thing about that, it really, not only was I inquisitive musically and that spurred me to develop more, but also when I got the money and the candy, because I was a candy pollock, that really (laughs) encouraged me to just see how far I could take this this talent and develop it more and more. So um, I Mm. did piano competitions, um, all kinds of things. But when Mm. it got time to go to college, my parents told both my brother and I, he, he's also very musical. He's a very talented producer who goes by the name of Obsidian Blue. He, um, mm. We were both told, you cannot major in music because it's a, a very high risk. It's a dead-end profession. And if you try to sneak in major in music, we are not going to support you financially. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So yeah. they pretty much scared both he and I out of majoring in music, but we both um, slid into musical uh, courses and he was in the marching band. At, he went to North Carolina Central University and I snuck mm-hmm. into the choir at Howard. Uh, I sang in like <laughs> two or three different choirs. <laughs> I played piano for a few choirs. Um, I just, I really had a ball and I took some voice lessons while I was there as well. And by my junior year, I was, um, I went in as a Spanish major and a pre-med double major, but I decided to cut the pre-med stuff. Um, my probably, yeah, by my junior year, I would, every summer I would do an internship in some country, maybe a Spanish-speaking country or a French-speaking country, so I could um, develop my languages. I know I'm skipping around, but I'm trying to focus oh, on Oh, no, you're stuff. good. No, you're doing awesome. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> I, I've, I've looked at your your, your pages and, and the bio and uh, there's some other stuff we're going to get to, but th- there's a lot to get to because uh, I just uh, I told you you were you're eclectic. W- I, I yeah. <laughs> but but while, while we're paused on on the choral ensemble piece, we all share uh, the not just the Howard connection, but the Ophelia's Paul Gatling connection. So <gasps> yeah, t- uh, you, you, <laughs> I, I knew that was going to start you off. So you ah. you can talk to us about that. <laughs> Crying, y'all. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's how. So, Will and I met in Howard's Gospel Choir. 
We were both HGC. Yeah, HGC. Exactly. We say H U. We also see HGC. Yeah. Yeah. It's all connected. I know. Oh my gosh. So I think I just thought that Paul Arphilius Gatlin could walk on water. I just thought he was the most incredible person in life. Yeah. And um. Gosh, I learned. Okay, so first of all, let me just pause there. <laughs> I I would not be the singer that I am today, mm-hmm. or the musician that I am today, had I not met him. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how he found. Oh, I do know. So every I sang in a chapel choir. And um, mm-hmm. I auditioned for HTC and I got in, but I ended up mm-hmm. not singing with HTC. It's a very long story. <laughs> but <laughs> but at that time, he was not the director of HTC. He was doing chapel. So right, I, got right. the, I got the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. I um, uh, Every Easter, they would do a sunrise service in the chapel. And at that time, we were still doing services in the chapel, but they were when were they doing service in the chapel? I think maybe my freshman year, they were still doing mm-hmm. services in the chapel, but it got so big, they started doing it in Crampton, maybe my sophomore right. year. Yeah. But um, Easter sunrise service, they would always do that inside of Rankin Chapel. Mm. And uh, before, uh, wait, no, after sunrise service and before the actual Easter service, they would have brunch at one of the members' house houses and it was like a for real feast <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh we were we were around the piano and i don't know how it happened but i just sat at the piano and uh i was playing one of the songs that we did um in the choir he has done great things for me and uh when he found out that i could play it was like the <laughs> wheels in his head were turning <laughs> I, I can already mm-hmm, see him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I totally visualize it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he started to put me to work. I would warm up the choir and yep. um, he would put me through the gauntlet and, you know, see you know, just what my weaknesses were and how to kind of build me up into getting stronger mm-hmm. and transposing and all these kinds of things. But um, I mean... What an wow. amazing man. Mm-hmm. Oh, what he's an such an amazing I mean, we need we could do a whole podcast, honest. I mean, maybe yeah, a series. We, yeah, we need a show <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, Absolutely. because his level of influence, I mean, I feel the exact same way. It, it is because of Paul on so many levels, not even yes. just about singing, but just work ethic and presence. Yes. And, Yes. All, all that stamina, just like what you said, he would he would challenge you so hard so that he could help you recognize where you needed to grow and then would help you. You know, it was like yes. instead of just telling you you needed this, 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 he would like, no, I'm <laughs> you're going to see for yourself where this where this where you need to still grow. But you're yes. also going to yes. see your potential, you know, and. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, it makes me almost weep. I could go on and on about Paul Gatling, uh, mm-hmm. but we are t- today is about Kenny, so we are gonna pull it exactly. all together. But yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, yeah. yeah. So, so wow. bring us, bring us up, bring us up to, uh, um, you know, how Howard is is its own entity and experience, and and we could totally go further into that. 
But I, I want to go into further. When you left uh, Howard, um, how, how did all of this stuff come up? How did, how did you get your uh, your music stuff together, do all your recordings? And Well, and I have just... to go back to Howard because okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Howard, <laughs> Howard is really, Howard is when I realized that I was an artist. Um, Howard was when I realized that um, I, that me being a songwriter was something that could be profitable. So I started writing songs back when I started taking piano lessons. So maybe I was maybe nine and I was right. writing poetry prior to that. And then I merged it together with songwriting. Gotcha. So by the time I started at Howard, I had already written quite a few songs. And um, uh, actually that was why I didn't join HGC. So at, the, at that time I... Uh, Okay. had a, a recording artist who wanted to record some of my songs. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be my big break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said, no, I, I don't think I'll have time for HTC and all my pre-med classes and my Spanish classes. So, yeah. and actually it was a good choice because now I've learned through my HTC, DC friends that it was like a very time consuming oh, very time social mm-hmm. process in addition mm-hmm. to the musical part. Yeah. But what I did get from HTC um was their then director, um David Dupree. Mm-hmm. He has been my attorney for the last 20 years. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, Dave, he is, they, he is an attorney. Yeah. 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 He was I in the choir with yeah. us. So. Yeah. 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 He was. Wow. So he he auditioned. He auditioned me for the choir. And when I told him that I was a songwriter, he started giving me all this advice. And I told him, I said, you know what? I think I should focus on this. And I don't know if I'll be able to do the choir, too. He said, well, if you ever need any help, contact me. And we've been in touch ever since. Like every major deal situation I've been involved in, I always call him for advice. Awesome. So wow. all of that is Howard. Like Howard is probably ninety <laughs> percent of my life. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And um, by my junior year, I got very, very serious about being an artist. And I went to my—I think it might have been my very first Michelle Pharrell concert. Uh-oh. And af- <laughs> after the. <laughs> After the show, I asked her for some advice about starting in the music business. And she said, I would first um, advise you to read this book, Everything You Better Know About the Music Business. It was written mm-hmm. by Kashif. It's a really mm-hmm. good book. It's kind of like his twist on the Pass- Passman book. Passman book. Everything yep. you need to know yep. about the music business. So uh, I love the book. I love the way it was written from an artist's perspective and the anecdotes that he includes in the story. But that was my foundation um, to the music business. And mm. by my the end of my junior year, I told my parents, I'm not going to med school. I'm going to be an artist. Um, they were pissed. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm sure. I am sure. But uh, after I graduated... I started working on recordings and getting to know different artists in the community. And uh, by 2008, yeah, mm-hmm. I, or maybe 2007, um, I did my very first solo 
um, concert. It was at Twins Jazz, which is now closed, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. And um, <clears throat> I went all up and down the D.C. U Street corridor trying to find clubs that would let me play. I didn't have I don't even think my record was out yet. Um, it might have mm-hmm. been. But um, I was just trying to see who would let me play or what I could sing. Um, I didn't even know what to put in the set list. I mean, I was just at this point, I was I was singing day and night, but in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> right. And right. Um, and I want to say it might have been Legacy that um, encouraged me to start. At this point, I was just in the internet land on message boards. I was very active on mm. Legacy's thin message board, Layla Hathaway's <laughs> mm-hmm. message board. And mm-hmm. just building relationships and getting more courage to go out there and, and do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I did the my first concert. I put out my record. And funny enough, I released it on CD Baby. The first sales were from overseas. They were from Japan, <laughs> Belgium, yeah. and places like that and I was really shocked I'm thinking why these people don't know who I am why are they interested um and then fast forward a few years later I realized that they're just true American music lovers and they're curious like what's new what's next and um but that gave me the confidence to even keep pushing forward and expanding and meeting more artists and even trying to piece together my first tours overseas so I could just kind of put faces to the name and 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 see what could become of the career mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. um, fast forward through a whole lot of hurdles <laughs> we are where we are today yeah. but I, yeah you just you just gotta get out there and do it and figure it out as you do it. I think sometimes people stay so locked up in their mind about mm-hmm. how they want it to be or how it, they right, think it right. should be that they never get out and just do it. Yeah. So no. that would be my biggest piece of advice to anybody out there. Don't just sit back and strategize, strategize, strategize. <laughs> sometimes you just need to get out there and walk on faith. Yes, Jesus. Oh my gosh. And 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 I'm thank you for saying that because I I do think while strategy is necessary, it can be very paralyzing Absolutely. for certain, you know, people, for certain artists and really understanding your personality with that, you got to you got to be careful because I'm I feel like I'm running to more artists who have who are, are so brilliant, but they're getting so stuck in their head and and so stuck in um the the strategy because of um almost because of ptsd because of like well when i tried it when i did go out it didn't do so now i'm going to be just so strategic but then the can be so strategic strategic that it locks them up you know so it's this dance it's this dance that you have to do with strategy and freedom um so yeah being open yeah i i definitely have bust out a lot of artists for releasing something without a marketing plan. So I, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> you, have, you have the artists who just, they just want to put something out to say they put something out. And then you have artists who don't put anything out because they want it to be absolutely perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and I feel, and 
because I do coaching of artists and I, you know, I keep attempting to push them to like, you, you know, this, yes, you've come up with this plan and, you know, on paper, it, it really, whatever, but you're really not going to know <laughs> until you really start Come on. getting, getting, yeah, getting uncomfortable and, um, you know, letting your art truly stand up for itself, you know, and you've got the strategy, work the static strategy It's going to shift. You know, it has to shift. That's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, you got to outline, you've got, you've got, you know, you've got a plan. So it's great to hear you. You seem like you've been incredibly, you know, I knew you were eclectic and I, I would love for you to, you know, share even more today. Like what, what is today for Kenny? Like what, what is it? Is it still, I mean, obviously we got COVID, so it's just doing, okay. So let me ask this different. Let's, let's say pre COVID, let's say February, <laughs> let's say, let's say January <laughs> prior to, prior to our shutdown, but still within the past year, really what has your career looked like? And then you can maybe tell us if that's, it hasn't gone unchanged with COVID or if it has shifted at all. You know what, to be honest with you, I have been fighting my um, eclecticness. What's the word? (laughs) I don't know what that word is. I know what you mean though. Yeah, the noun form of eclectic. (laughs) (laughs) I have been fighting it for the last 13 years. I wanted everything Mm. to be separate and to fit in a very beautiful box in its own little compartment. And now that I finally realize that I'm a whole person and not compartments, (laughs) it's it's, it's really opened up more doors than I imagined. Mm. Um, after I graduated from undergrad, my first job was uh, that of a hospital interpreter. I was um, interpreting French and Spanish at the Washington Hospital Center. And I really liked it. And what I liked most about it was not necessarily the language part, but it's what the language allowed me to do. Um, when, and that is really what probably attracted me to language and um, as I started to get older anyways, to be able to connect with people, to be able to help people and to provide something that can kind of kind of connect them to the resources they need. Because as a medical interpreter, sometimes you have people that are in very life-threatening situations Mm -hmm. on a social level, not just a medical level that we are the advocates for. We can connect them to social services or all kinds of things. And I loved feeling that I was um, helping people in that kind of way. So um, uh, now that I am, I'm, gosh, I've been in the sector maybe 16 years now of language services. Oh, I wow. have started to merge my language skills with the music. I've been song translating, I translated a song on Mesa's uh, Blue Velvet Soul album that she got a Grammy nomination for. Um, I've translated songs for stellar-nominated gospel choirs. I mean, and it was just something that was really like a hobby for me, but now I'm monetizing it, and it's really becoming bigger. I'm almost at the point where I feel like I need to hire other people to help with the projects. Wow. Um, so that's been a really a, 
beautiful blessing. Being both a songwriter and a translator gives me an edge on how the translation should not just be linguistically, but how it should feel in mm-hmm. in the mouth of the vocalist and mm-hmm. how it should kind of fall poetically. So um, that's been really cool seeing how that's developing. And mm-hmm. I've been working on a language program, kind of like Schoolhouse Rock, and uh, working with different musicians, trying to bring that to life in Spanish. Mm. Oh, wow. And um, I've been getting calls from different artists that I've been meeting over the years in other countries for mentorship. Mm-hmm. I first started doing international tours in 2016, I believe it was, with the mm-hmm. State Department. And that has been such a blessing, really not just to be able to share my music, but for me, it's about the service piece. So we usually get to give workshops and trainings where we get to really get our hands dirty um, in the community and share our knowledge, but also learn from the local artists and give them entrepreneurial information like you all are giving on the blog, on your uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And to really see the fruit of your labor from the seed form all the way to like a career. Because sometimes in developing countries, they may not even necessarily have an organized music rights organization, like a a PRO or something like that. So there's a lot of things that they just don't know or they don't have access to. So that has been a really fun part of my career over the last few years. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I, want to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to highlight this, the fact that you talked about running from your, your eclectic proclivities and uh <laughs> that's uh, that's that's totally ties into all of that and um i, I want to also just give uh listeners a context um cuz you know some some people might not even be aware of uh, your career and the, some of the achievements that you've had but um there there's some things that uh and i usually think about it like this um cuz i i do and i'm all over the place right now too so I, I do trading, day trading, and, and sort of one of the, the things that we, you know, that you have to really come to grips with is you have to hit a bunch of singles, and eventually that home run will kick in. And mm. it's the home run that actually will, will fund your whole business. But it's, yes. but you still hit those singles. And that's, yeah. that's what you have to continually do is always, and that's what the strategy part is. Is continually building, you know, just just hitting some singles, making making some some on base, making some, some small runs. But you you did that by doing your your music, working with the people that you work with, and then out of the blue, you get you know, well, I don't even know. You can tell me if it was out of the blue. This a, a connection through LinkedIn was it Noah, a producer uh, Noah? Was it, I say his last name Lifshi. Lifshay. Kind of, kind of, sort of. That was okay. actually my publicist. Uh, Sherry mm-hmm. Thompson, she she found him, and then okay. uh, she connected us to each other. Okay, because yeah, that that's how uh, that that was a home run. So 
that connect got you on, you know, with the television hookup, um, with your song got featured on, uh, uh, what was it? The view or, or, uh, so you think you could dance. Um, so you think you can dance, but you know what? There's another home run. Um, there's this artist named Matthew shell. We did a cover of Michael Jackson's rock with you. And right. I met him on MySpace. Right. And I'll tell I'll tell you a funny I'll tell you a funny story about him. And when he um, connected with artists at that time, and he's still that way today, he will he, he would mail you his catalog because he wanted <laughs> so badly to have artists to collaborate with. He would mm. have um, parties. He would throw big parties and invite artists and just jam. So he could build relationships with artists. And to mm. this day, that's probably my most popular song, the Michael Jackson cover. That and mm. um, the, the, the Missing You song from that um, album I did with Noah. But um, it's interesting how those things just happened because he did not meet strangers. He wanted to just share his music with everybody he could find and see what would work. But I also yeah. I also want to um, encourage everybody listening. If you are eclectic, even if you're not eclectic, everybody has more than one gift. You know, right. don't be a, don't be afraid <clears throat> to develop your gift. It might not be a musical gift, but it's still a gift, and every mm-hmm. gift can bring in some dividends. Right. And mm-hmm. it would be a disservice to yourself to not develop what God gave you. There you go. And when I finally embraced that, that was when I started to see things change. And when I, I didn't feel like, okay, I'm not successful if I have a day job and a music career. That's the main reason I'm floating, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, (laughs) and I'm started investing. I invest in real estate. I'm awesome. about to get my second property. Awesome. Nice. And uh, I teach Spanish at Howard right now. I've been there wow. since oh, nice. 2009. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's for a long time. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, everything you've said, we keep just pushing and pushing. And it's just always so affirming and validating when we have, you know, other artists come on and basically say, (laughs) you know, from their own life experience, how they, you know, are also experiencing this. Um, And that what you just said with the relationship, I mean, you just showed just how the relationships and how, you know, honing in on your different, um, you know, skills and gifts, how these things just organically, you know, and through, you know, a lot of divine stuff happening, but it's it's really everything coming together as it as it needs to be. And that whole day job piece, I mean, we've talked about this a bit. I think sometimes artists, you know, they may get a little exhausted and want to just, I just want to be an artist, but um, there's reality. And then, you know, there's other, you know, there's financial responsibilities, as we know, but there can be these other opportunities that still lend your creativity. I think that's what people Absolutely. have to kind of think about. Yeah, right, that right. your creativity doesn't have to just stay in the land of music. It can, you know, be in these areas, you know, investing in real estate and all that. You got to be very cre- uh, creative and strategic as you're thinking of, you know, how you're going to move through that. 
Um, and you know, yeah, you're still using your Spanish skills, you know, at the school we all love, you know, all of these, (laughs) all of these (laughs) things. And Will, Will and I, we're the same way we do, you know, I, I work at a university. That's my day job more or less. Um, but I do counseling and that's part of my, my healing part of me, which is a big part of what music means to me. It's just seen in these other areas and that's a core gift. So Thank you for yeah. saying that. And I hope our, our listeners are really paying attention. Yep. And before our time runs out. I know our time's about to, to run out. I'm looking at the clock. Let oh, people no. know <laughs> where they can find you and reach out to you and uh, either get in touch or get in touch with your music. dot com. There you go. You didn't catch True it. That was Kenny Wesley.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we will include we'll include all that. And you at Kenny Wesley is your like I know that's your IG. That's on social media. Do you are you a so, some people aren't really, you know, they got their social media, but people that, that might not be the best way to reach out. Is it better just to go to your website or can people hit you, can you go up anywhere? On? I'll I'll eventually Wonderful. answer. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I'll tell you during this during this COVID time, it has been hard for me to keep up with those things because there's so yeah. many other moving pieces right now. Um, but uh, yeah, generally, I do respond within a week. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Man, this well, this has this been has great. Been- Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. There's so and many things we didn't get it. into. I mean, we, I we, we got a lot of the same connections. Like I went to high school with Maya Azucena. So I saw you work with her. Oh my and, gosh. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Wayna we get Maya and all on these here. folks. Yeah. yeah we we do. need to get oh Wayna gosh. too. I love Wayna. Yeah. I yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. All fam. Yeah. 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 All so many talented people. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I wanted to. I don't. I don't know if we have like seconds left, but I wanted seconds. to. Okay, I want to reiterate: don't chase famous people. Like <laughs> network with people who are are emerging like you, because yep. yeah. all of my successes have come from people who are you know at my same level trying to just do something really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as your star rises or what have you, those other opportunities will naturally come. You will get your feelings hurt if you're always trying to just get famous people's attention. Oh my gosh. Thank <laughs> you for that. Thank you for that. Yes. And yes. And yes. I like them. Put that in our show notes. Cause that's no, it is. It's very important. <laughs> yes. Super important. It is. You see it yeah. all the time on social media. It's just a waste yeah. of your energy and your time. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah, that's that's true. Uh, All right, I see the clock. Thank clocks, you so much for clocks. having me. Oh, oh my no, god! Thank you yes. for doing this. Yeah, we. Yeah. yeah. This is important for folks to hear, so we're glad you were able to do this. Yeah. yeah. And we will be in touch because we gonna this year. I don't know. Will we got to talk about reunions? Like bringing yeah. groups of people. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Dude, that, you know, like we need to record like a Zoom session with bring you. I know you're close to Deborah Bond. She's been on our show. I love her oh, so much. And yeah. just all the family, you know, because, yeah. But for now, before we get cut off, let's, yep. we'll wind it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you all next week with another great yeah. podcast. And again, thank you all for supporting us. and. 
for DC Radio for supporting us and yep, we're gonna yes. keep it keep it moving. Yeah. Huh. All right, you guys, right. take care of yourselves and be safe out there, please, 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 please. So. Yep. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.